You're listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, Episode 121. Welcome to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, where we explore public health epidemiology careers and share tips and strategies to help you enter or transition into the field. And now your host, Dr. Charlotte Hughes-Huntley. Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining me on this episode. Now, this episode is part two of the free coaching series that will help you prepare for public health career success. And we're going to focus on some common public health career mistakes that I want you to avoid. Now, as I've worked over the last couple of years with many clients, career coaching clients, and really in this last year, I've noticed several patterns in this episode, I've specifically narrowed things down to a list of five common mistakes that people often make, and I really want to help you avoid them. Now, at the very end of this episode, the end of my list, I'm going to throw in a bonus tip. I don't know how else to phrase it, but I want to share this with you. It's an important bonus tip, and it will make a huge positive difference for many of you. So, Let's jump right in to the topic. So if you're wondering whether or not this series of episodes is going to be helpful for you, then let me just help you out by letting you know that this series of podcast episodes in December is going to be helpful for you if you are a new public health student, if you are soon to graduate and complete, you're just finishing your degree in public health or if you have graduated, but you're not working in the field of public health. This is also for you if you are an early career professional, like within those first couple of years, or if you're a senior level professional who feels a little too comfortable and maybe even bored with your current role. Maybe you secretly want to be doing something different, but you're just having trouble trying to figure out how to transition into that. Or maybe you just haven't stopped long enough to really give it any deep thought. Or perhaps you're an entrepreneur. You may have some ideas about what you want to do. You may be new to your business or you may have a thriving business. If you fit any of those descriptions, then these episodes are for you. These episodes are just a series where I'm pouring out into each episode in this series. I'm just pouring out in a way that we can all prepare to hit the ground running in the new year. I really want to help try to level the field as much as possible. So with all of that in mind, let's dig into this topic. Now, five common public health career mistakes to avoid. Number one, staying frustrated with your current situation. Now, the frustrations are real. I get that. I'm not here to debate whether or not they're real or whether or not they're justified. What I am here to tell you that if you stay in that frustration, that place of frustration about your job situation, it's only going to hinder you. And I really want you to avoid this. You know, job searching, feeling unfulfilled, you know, can't get into the field of public health. Those things can really cause you to feel frustrated. It can be very frustrating. But if you stay there, those frustrations, you know, as, as much as they can be real, you know, when you choose to keep that negative view, it doesn't help you. It does not improve your circumstances. In fact, staying frustrated, you know, can really make you bitter. It can help you to lose focus 
more than anything. And, and all that you'll be able to see is what frustrates you. Trust me, it's sort of, it's what you're feeding. So it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. It grows. So once your view is distorted, when you can't see the opportunities any longer, because all you can see is the frustration, you know, once you be, your view becomes distorted, you'll miss the opportunities that cross your path because you won't be able to identify them as opportunities. Now, let me give you an example. When someone is always frustrated with um, their situation, you know, their view becomes distorted and they can, like I said, miss the opportunities to volunteer and get experience that could nicely fit into their current routine and open doors down the road for a better job or one that gets them closer to their career goal position. They can miss all of that because they only see it as something that is, you know, just another thing to do, or they see that opportunity as something that's taking up their time, or they'll get, you know, a little bit of an attitude and say, well, I can't afford to give free labor and volunteer my time because I can't afford to do that. And they'll go on and on down that tangent because all they see is frustration. They don't see that as an opportunity that can help them. I've watched this happen over and over and over again. So it is a real thing. And it's only something that you will know by being honest with yourself. So if any of that hit a kind of familiar button, I encourage you to pause and think about it. Evaluate your situation. If you are in that frustration cycle, then it's time for you to do something about that because it's not going to serve you. It's not going to help you get closer to where you want to be. If this is your status, you know, I'm calling it chronic career frustration. If that describes you, then just make the decision to change your mindset where you just decide that you're not going to be frustrated anymore. Now, once you decide that you no longer want to be frustrated, that you're no longer going to give in to that frustration, then you can begin to change your outlook. You know, start recognizing some of the resources that are around you as well as the opportunities. But it all starts with your decision to stop being frustrated. As simple as that sounds, nothing else will matter until you make this decision. It really is. It comes down to something as simple as that. And I know it's not easy, but it really starts with a decision. You have to decide, I'm not going to be frustrated anymore. This is not going to rule me. This is not going to um, be my cycle. I'm, I'm breaking the cycle. Once you make that decision, then you can begin to do something about it. You can start to see things differently. So that's the first thing. Stop being frustrated. Just decide that you're going to be done with that cycle. Number two, blaming your school or your job or something like that for your lack of career success. That is a common mistake. And that's something you've just, you just have to stop doing it. You can't blame your school for whatever is not happening in your career. You can't blame your job situation. You just have to stop the blaming as justified as you may feel. And as you know, it does add to the frustration, but it's just something you have to stop doing. The blame game just gets old and it doesn't serve you at all. Let me just give you a bit of a fun fact here. Being successful in public health does not require a public health degree. So really and truly, 
where you got you you earned your degree is not as important as you think it is. You're giving it far more power than it needs to have over your situation. And let me give you a couple of examples to back up what I mean when I say that the public health degree is not required for public health success. There are countless numbers of people who have led successful public health campaigns and initiatives and led rewarding careers advancing the mission of public health, you know, improving the health of populations with zero public health degrees under their belt. These people are driven by pure passion. Now, they may have degrees, other degrees, but they may not have a public health degree. It really is not required. Passion can drive you to success in so many ways. Their passion to serve, effect change, and really improve the outcomes around them is, you know, what has fueled these people to tremendous success. In fact, I've interviewed a few of them on my podcast. There are so many examples outside of my podcast, but I'll give you a few on my podcast so that you can go back and hear those again if you, if it's been a while since you've heard them or if you really want to hear their story again. Um, let's see, one example is Bridget Hempstead of Sierra Sisters, and she was in episode 77. Bridget has over 23 years of experience serving community, the community of African-American women with breast cancer. Do you guys remember that episode? She talked about how her organization, she actually showed, shared her very transparent, vulnerable, personal story of her, you know, walk with breast cancer uh, as a survivor. But she has experience. She's been a part of research studies. She's been involved in advocacy, teaching, community health promotion campaigns. She is an incredible success story, and she has zero public health degrees under her belt. Another example is Christian Vigil. He was in episode 29, so you have to scroll way back But in episode 29, I introduced him. He shares his amazing journey into public health and how he combined his personal experience growing up and his passion to see positive changes in health throughout his community. And Christian talks about the robust public health system in Cuba and how his organization, the one that he works for, is taking action to help foster collaborations between um, Cuban public health system and communities within the United States. Christian does not have a degree in public health, and but yet he is actively involved in a very successful public health, uh, multiple public health projects through his work. And I'll give you one more example. This is from Karen Adkins. I interviewed Karen in episode 53. And Karen um, joined me in that episode to discuss her passion-driven project. She has a documentary about the negative impact of sugary drinks among children in rural Mexico. And her story is impressive. And it's, it's, uh, it's a great episode if you have not heard that. It's episode 53, and I encourage you to check it out. All three of these examples are people who are experiencing tremendous success in their careers it very much in the realm of public health, but yet they don't have degrees in public health. They're driven by their passion. Now, the point I'm making here is that these examples, um, we know with the examples I'm giving you here, these 
um, these people are public health professionals, but they don't have degrees in public health. And it's not required to have a big positive impact in public health. The fact that you all have a degree is an advantage. It puts you at an advantage. So stop blaming your school or you know, for your career frustration, because it really doesn't matter as much as you think it does. Identify your passion for public health. Get clear about, you know, what you care most about. As I've discussed in the last episode in great detail, and I've discussed it in plenty of other episodes, but specifically in the last episode, I talked quite a bit about your passion for public health. Once you do that, you can allow your degree to propel you forward. It really is uh, something that you should think about. It's it's very, very powerful. So don't get caught up in the blaming game. Don't blame your school and put so much um, energy into that uh, in terms of you know your lack of career success that you're experiencing and your frustration. Okay, so that's something, that's a mistake that I really want you to avoid. Okay, let's move on to my third example. Now, side note here, you guys, I apologize my voice is a little rough, but I've had two <laughs> respiratory infections within 30 days and I'm really struggling. It's been rough, but you guys can just kind of excuse all of that, please, and hold on to the message that I'm sharing here. So let's, if anything, it shows you my commitment to <laughs> producing these episodes and sharing this value with you. All right. So number three, the number three, the mistake I want you to avoid, not getting experience in public health, whether you're a student or if you're a professional, maybe you're working in a different industry and you say, I don't have experience in public health and you're using that as an excuse as to why you can't you know, get the job you want or get into public health. Whatever the case may be, not getting experience in public health is a mistake that I want you to avoid. Overlooking opportunities um, that just don't seem glamorous or important or flashy or don't fit the mold that you think they should fit is a huge part of this mistake of not getting experience. There are a lot of other reasons, but often people overlook the opportunities because they're just not flashy enough or exciting enough. Let me give you an example. I worked with someone who said that they were very passionate about working in a very specific niche of public health, and they were determined to get into that field. That's all they talked about. They were always posting on social media about how badly they wanted to work in that area and also complaining about how hard it has been for them to get into that field. Now, I already talked to you about that a little bit, but we met and I shared a few ideas for getting some experience that it could really help open a door. Now, I even shared a specific opportunity that would have given them the exact experience that they were seeking. Now, it wasn't an exciting frontline type of opportunity, and it required tedious work, which is a big part of that particular role that they were interested in. So it was important to do this tedious type of work because that's a big part of, you know, the ultimate position. But at any rate, it was unappealing to them. They couldn't see the potential in front of them, um, partly because of the frustration that I talked about just a few moments ago, but it wasn't exciting or glamorous and they just couldn't see the, the potential and they didn't put the effort into the project. Now, fast forward a year later, 
instead of having a year's worth of experience in that area, along with leadership skills, because it would have really provided that opportunity for them, they were still in the same frustrated cycle. They were still complaining on social media and they had gained no additional experience in that area of interest. So that was a huge missed opportunity. I mean, it was right in front of me. I really want you guys to understand that what I'm talking about really happens quite often to so many people. And you might be saying, but I I just don't have opportunities to get experience. That's another conversation. But it goes along with the frustration, not being able to recognize these opportunities, and also that you know, lack of glamour and flashiness, and it doesn't get the attention that they think, or it's not as important as they think, and it often goes overlooked. Big mistake. In addition to being open and willing to actually do the work to gain the experience you're seeking, you should remain open to creative opportunities. They're everywhere. You have to be willing to think outside the box sometimes and not limit yourself to one or two traditional ways that you have in your mind that are okay to get experience that you need. Really be open. Be open to create, you know, the creative options and just thinking outside the box. It really, um, it's a good practice. I just, I can't emphasize it enough, but just not getting experience in public health is a mistake that I want you to avoid. Okay, number four, not networking effectively. Waiting until, you know, you're actively searching for a job to start networking is not okay. It's not acceptable. Don't do that. You know, not communicating with your connections, the people that you do connect with, the professionals that you do connect with. If you're not communicating with them, That's a mistake. That's not effectively networking. Don't wait until you need something to reach out and start communicating with people. Or don't just bombard them with what your agenda is at that moment. But, you know, effectively communicating is important. And that's a part of networking. If you're not doing that, that's a huge mistake that I want you to avoid or at least stop doing if you're already already down that trail. If if you're guilty and that's you, then just stop. (laughs) You know, not using social media effectively. You know, not putting in the effort to set up and use LinkedIn properly is a mistake. You know, not following up and building relationships, authentically building relationships is is a part of effective networking. So I've spent a lot of time talking about this on previous episodes. Um, some people listen, some people don't. Some people don't realize that they are, they're falling right into those categories. So I'm taking a slightly different approach and kind of hitting, hitting you much more directly in this coaching episode because I want you to understand that if you're not networking effectively, if, if you're not making progress with your network, if you don't have an engaged network of professionals in public health, then perhaps you're not networking effectively. That may be an indication that you're not. If you follow any of those, if any of those descriptions I just shared kind of describes you, then you're not networking effectively. I have resources available that can teach you and help you do that. Take advantage of those resources. I'm not the only one who offers these resources. There are other professionals in public health that offer this type of assistance. Take advantage of some of the resources that are tailored for our public health industry, and they're available for you if you need that type of help. But not networking effectively is a mistake that I really want you to avoid. And number five, 
Being too afraid to step up or stand out is a mistake that I really want to help you avoid. So the fears are real, and I get that, and I'm not saying that they're not. I'm not saying that any of this is easy, but they are factual. If you're falling into any of these mistakes, I, it's important that you stop doing that because it's hindering your success, your progression toward what you really want in terms of your career or your business, where you want to be in your, in your, uh, you know, in your service for public health. So if you're too afraid to stand out or to step up, um, not being able, not taking action on good ideas. Now, a lot of you have some great ideas, but you keep them tucked away neatly inside your head and you keep them as your secrets and you're just afraid to stand out or step up. And you, sometimes that fear shows up in excuses. You'll make all these excuses about why you are not ready to start or you haven't done it or, or you'll talk down your idea. You don't think you're prepared. That's really just you being afraid to step up and to stand out. It's a real thing, but you have to really recognize it and address it. So some of the great ideas that I know so many people have include blogging or some ideas for freelancing. You guys have some great ideas because some of you have, like the people that I've worked with over the last year or two, you've shared them with me. We've talked about them. They're excellent ideas. And you prevent yourself from taking action on them out of fear. And I really don't want you to fall into that category of making that mistake. You know, waiting for perfection before you start something. You know, well, I'm going to start my blog as soon as I do this, or as soon as I get this ready, then I'm going to, you know, and you'll say that you have this long list of all these things that you need to still do before you can start the thing that you need to start. And months will pass by and years will pass by. We've all been guilty of this. I'm not trying to act like I have not been guilty of this myself. We're all guilty of this. But it's a mistake that if you're making this mistake, I really want you to avoid it. I want you to stop. You know, waiting for approval from people who don't matter is a huge mistake. You know, oh my goodness, I could go on at this. You know, in fact, I will. If you are waiting for someone to tell you that you, it's okay for you to do the thing that you want to do is it's a huge mistake because those people most of the time don't matter. Um, the remedy for this is to simply take action and it sounds simple and I know the fear can feel, you know, paralyzing sometimes. You're anxious and afraid of what other people may think and all that and it prevents you from taking any action, but you've got to take action. Whether it's a business idea that you have, a thought leadership idea that you have, um, a volunteer project or an idea that you have to get experience. If you are new to public health, if you're a student and you just want to reach out to some to an organization and and learn more about them, but you're afraid because, I don't know, someone hasn't given you permission and said it's okay to do it. You don't have to wait for permission for something like that. If you've identified an organization, you're interested in volunteering. If there's no ad saying they're accepting volunteers, that doesn't mean that they're not. Reach out to them. Offer, you know, tell them that you're interested. You'd like to learn more about what they do. Be willing to shadow. Just be open and, and take action. Reach out. Sometimes, you know, you won't even know what you like or don't like until you take action and start doing something. That action answers questions for you and leads you down um, the right path. Now, let me give you my 
bonus that I talked about at the beginning of this episode. I'm calling it a bonus tip because I said I named this five mistakes that I want you to avoid. And so this is, would actually be number six. So I'm going to call it a bonus. And it's really not necessarily a mistake. Well, I guess it is a mistake. Let me just jump into it. And I'm going to be unapologetic about what I'm about to share with you. This is coming from my heart. And I really want you to listen up carefully because for some of you, you need to hear this. You ready? Okay. You cannot please everyone. So don't try. And if you're trying, then stop. Are you listening to that? You cannot please everyone. So don't try. And if you're trying, I want you to stop. Stop worrying about the people who might not like you or approve of your ideas and focus on people who will find value in what you offer and who will benefit from what you offer and who will be excited about your ideas. If I, I'm going to give you myself as an example here. If I spent time worried about the people who don't like my podcast or who don't like my business choice or who don't enroll in my programs, then I would be all upset and sad and feel defeated because of people who don't like me and who don't find value in what I offer. Why should I care about those people? Think about it. Why should you care about those people? I don't worry about those people. Instead, I focus on all of the people who appreciate what I do and what I offer and who find value in the programs and services that I provide. I am much more interested in the people that I'm able to serve through this podcast, through my coaching programs and other services that I provide throughout my business. I choose to allow this type of energy to fuel me every single day. You need to do that too. This is how you need to approach your career, your business ideas, and whatever creative solutions you come up with. If, okay, you are not meant to please everyone. I'm not meant to please everyone. Just focus on the few you are meant to serve and go after them with all you've got. I hope you receive that well. I know that this may have been only meant for one person, but I hope you receive it well. I know that more than one person will find some benefit in what I just shared that, but I really felt like it needed to be heard. You cannot please everyone, so don't try. And if you're trying, then stop. Now, we've covered a lot in this episode, so let's just recap the five mistakes that you're going to avoid, but I want to turn it around into a positive statement, okay? These are positive action statements. So number one, you are going to choose to let go of the feelings of career frustration so that you can become more open to the opportunities that are around you. Number two, you're going to stop blaming your school or your job for the lack of career success you're experiencing. Number three, you're going to get public health experience by not overlooking opportunities, being creative, and thinking outside the box. Number four, 
You're going to start networking effectively. Learn how to do so if you don't know how. Number five, you're going to have the courage to step up and stand out, taking action on some of the great ideas that you already have. And then my bonus, you will no longer try to please everyone. You will only focus on people you are able to help and who find value in what you offer and not be moved by people you who don't like you or your business or your career choice or your ideas. It doesn't mean you have to have an attitude. If they don't like you, it's really okay. You don't have to be all upset about it. It doesn't need to phase you. It really shouldn't phase you. If they don't like you, then they don't like you. They don't like your business, they don't like your business. Focus on the people who do. Focus on the people that you are able to help. Find value in what you offer, okay? I hope you feel encouraged, my friends. Now, I want you to also tune in to the next episode in this series. We are going to continue with this coaching series, and I hope that this is really helping you. I'm trying my best to share as much of this with you now as so that we can all move into the new year, ready to take action, ready, ready to really improve public health, ready to dig deeper into the careers and businesses that we care so much about and that we're passionate about in public health so that we really can move the needle in public health and make, have a bigger impact and make a bigger difference. Be sure to visit my website, drchhuntley.com, and it's D-R-C-H-H-U-N-T-L-E-Y.com. Visit my website for career strategy events that are coming up in January. You do not want to miss this. Trust me. All right, everyone. Until next time, have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast at drchuntley.com.